0: What's up, Dan?
1: Good morning, Anthony. How are you? Good, good. A little sleepies.
0: Sleepies, Sandman. Not quite done with you.
1: I I couldn't fall asleep until like one o'clock last night. Mm.
0: Were you worried because it's my week for the show or
1: No. Once you <laughs> <laughs> once you blew the streak last week, I've been sleeping like a baby except for last night. It's just I my I was congested. I couldn't breathe through my nose, and if I can't breathe through my nose, I can't fall asleep.
0: Yeah, um, I don't. I still. It's under protest. I'm still waiting for the results from the the independent arbitrator on if the streak was was <laughs> blown or not. Because <laughs> I did say it.
1: You've been telling me you got something good this week.
0: I got a whopper. Is what I is what I've referred to it as. I
1: like whoppers. I I like. I think Wendy's. And in and out
0: (laughs) Okay. I was like, do you like Whoppers as in songs or is not like the actual Whopper?
1: (laughs) We already established that Whoppers as in candy are not the best. Are
0: delicious. Not the best, but they're delicious.
1: But Whoppers as in burgers, I think it's like it's hard to rank them for me. But Whoppers are high.
0: Yeah. I Whopper is my favorite fast food burger. Is it? It is. Yeah. I think. I don't know if it's because I worked for Burger King, one of my first jobs.
1: I didn't know that about you. Which one? Which Burger King?
0: I worked for Burger King on Burger Avenue
1: <laughs> oh, right by my house. I never went down there. I never went down to that one. I always went to the one that was along Amboy Road and uh, Richmond yeah. Avenue.
0: It was a terrible job, but I got a lot of food, which was nice.
1: <laughs> I always liked the uh, Quarter Bounder with cheeses.
0: That's that's McDonald's. Yeah, okay.
1: And then uh, that's
0: McDonald's. So the quarter pound of with Cheese is your favorite. Okay. Remember that cuz that is that is an un there's there's a weird connection so to the song today.
1: Oh, interesting. Tip Pulp fiction?
0: Yeah. So, but yes, like I said, a whopper of a song today. Nice. Um I'm going to say this is maybe one of the biggest songs that that we've covered, like up there with with Fresh Prince. Okay. All right. For me, I don't know if you'll agree with that, but this to me, that's, that's where I feel this song kind of falls. I'm
1: going to temper my expectations. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> it's not 19 seconds of narration. <laughs> no, no, no. So,
1: <laughs> let's just say it. Let's hear it. Uh, let's hear some
0: clues. All right. So the first clue I got for you is the theme song was released before the show came out, hmm. and the song was such a big hit. That the title of the show and the title of the song were sort of changed a little bit.
1: So the song came out before the show came out.
0: Not long before the song came out. The song the not the, the, the song came out slightly before the show came out. Alright. Before the show was released, like aired. And the
1: song was such a big hit that they changed the title of the show and the song? Yeah,
0: they Yeah, they reworked both of them.
1: Could you tell me what decade
0: it's from? The seventies.
1: 70s is not my favorite time for TV shows. Uh, this is going to be tough. I don't know. I got to be
0: honest with you. Going through 70s shows, there's a lot of fucking like great... Theme songs. Great show, Theme songs and shows.
1: Uh, Classics. Yeah, see, not for me. All right, next clue.
0: The next clue is that this song, as we just mentioned before, has a bit of a tie-in to one of our favorite movies. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So last week I was telling you had said something about branded. I think had a board game. Uh huh. So this show also, and I mentioned that this is kind of I'll put that in your head for next week. This show also had a board game. Mm. The director of this film played the board game with an actor from the show who would eventually become a lead in the film.
1: So Quentin Tarantino played the board mm-hmm. game based on the TV show with an actor from. The show that the board game was based on and then the actor would become a lead in the movie are we doing welcome back cotter ding 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 oh interesting very interesting we are
0: doing welcome back cotter
1: welcome back right that's how that goes (laughs) yeah
0: To that same old place that you laughed about.
1: Yeah. You did this just so you could do your John Travolta impression. No.
0: <laughs> My hair. What? I don't feel like somebody unless I'm dancing down at the disco. <laughs> I-, <laughs>
1: I feel like it's one of your weakest and you insist that it's one of your strongest.
0: Cigarette, Annette? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. It's not a good one, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I just something about it, I dig doing it. Besides
1: <sighs> because uh, he he played Barberino, right?
0: Vinny Ba 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 barberino.
1: And aren't there something called sweat hogs in this? That's the group. Okay. Yes. Yes. Alright, so I'll uh, let you tell I'll let you do your thing.
0: You know, let me take the fucking reins, Dan? Yeah,
1: I'll <laughs> I'll sit back and I'll <laughs> sip my coffee. <laughs>
0: So, welcome back, Cotter. Good guess. All right, so it ran from 1975 to 1979. Not very long.
1: It's all right, though. The four years is pretty good.
0: And it made an impact. You know, like, people know the show. And like I said, I think this is one of the the bigger theme songs, maybe in the history of theme songs. It ranked 57 on the Rolling Stone list. I think that's flawed, that list. that There's, there's some stuff in there that I was like, no, it doesn't belong... Anywhere near the top of the list?
1: Uh, how long was it? Was it like fifty-seven out of sixty, or is top one hundred out of hundred? Did you say that? Top I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: No, it's okay. It's the same list actually that you because you yeah brought this up with the Fresh Prince, and I was like, well, I wonder where this ranks. Right. Right. Uh, I was like, eh, I don't know. But, yeah, TVPG, 30 Minutes, um, ABC, it's about a compassionate teacher who returns to his inner city high school of his youth to teach a new generation of trouble kids that you brought up as, who were known as the Sweat Hogs.
1: All the kids were the Sweat Hogs?
0: Yeah, the four of them. It was just the, the main group.
1: Oh, well, how many kids were in the class? Like it was a normal class, right?
0: It was a normal class, but they really only got in, like, the Sweat Hogs were the star of the show. So kind
1: of like how and Lost only focused on, like, a handful of characters, even though there was, like, 30 survivors. A bunch, it was a
0: full plane. <laughs> it was a full plane. We're only going to talk about these eight people. Mm. So the Sweat Hogs, as you said, uh, John Travolta as Vinny Barbarino. Uh, Ron Palillo was Arnold Horshack.
1: That, that name I remember. I don't, I don't know the actor, oh. but Horshack, right? Horshack?
0: Yeah, Ooh, oh oh oh! Is he Joey Ross? No, but that it's fun. It's funny because when you brought that up in in the the Car Fifty Four episode, that was the first thing I thought of. But that that's what he does. Like when he knows the answer to something, he raises his hand very high and kind of like oh 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 oh. Hmm. In the it's annoying. <laughs> 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 I <was>, have. <laughs> I
1: don't think I'd like this show. You've never seen no. Never seen it. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: never seen it's it. It's a funny show. Uh, so rounding out the Sweat Hogs is uh, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs as Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Okay. Great nickname. And uh, Robert Hedges, who is Juan <laughs> Luis Pedro. Bless Thank you. you. Hold on a second. That's not part of his name. <laughs> Juan Luis Pedro <laughs> Filippo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bless you again. <laughs> Juan Luis. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Three. Bless you. Thank you. Zuntite, salute.
1: All right, all right.
0: Robert Hedges <laughs> he says, tells me all right. Sneezes four times. It's only three. <laughs> As Juan. <laughs> Louis. <laughs> he played Epstein. <laughs> Robert Hedges.
1: So, uh, so it was it was Barbarino, Horshack, Epstein, and Boom Boom.
0: Freddie Boom Boom Washington.
1: All right. It sounds like a diversified. Cast because it sounds like they have an Italian, a Jewish American, an African American, and a Hispanic,
0: and a Puerto Rican Jew, Juan Epstein, Juan Luis Pedro Filippo de Huevos Epstein.
1: Oh, I kept sneezing, I kept it. That's what I kept interrupting. (laughs) I get it.
0: So, yeah, and it's funny that you say that because it's, I've seen this show a bunch before. I never put that together and then I was watching I watched an e true Hollywood story on um on Welcome Back Cotter and that was one of the first things that um the one of the creators, Gabe Kaplan, had um had mentioned that the show was it was really diversified and for that time too, like part of the diversification of the of the show, it was actually banned in Boston for the first four episodes.
1: Because of which character?
0: Because of all of the characters, they thought the show was about juvenile delinquents, uh-huh. and they banned they banned the show. And then somebody made somebody the, the decision making people watch it, and they said, "Well, that's it's not about this at all because they're not juvenile delinquents. You know, it's a goofy it's a goofy comedy." Oh, so they they didn't ban it because of the diversified cast. There was there was kind of there was a bussing busing situation going on, and there was desegregation. So it was one of the reasons in Boston in 74 it was one of the reasons that it was it was banned. But I thought it's, it's, uh, that's a really good pickup on your end cuz like I said that was something it was it didn't really cross my mind until I heard someone say it and I was like oh yeah I was like I guess. You mean me when I said it? No, idiot. The Gabe I told you Gabe Kaplan. I watched an interview and he brought it up. This was one of the shows that, you know, and it wasn't they didn't hit you over the head with it. You know it was it wasn't – they were all different, but they weren't – it wasn't, like, the big thing of the show, you know? The go- They were all friends. I wonder if Boston banned Josie and the Pussycats because of uh, oh, the desegregation. I didn't, I didn't even think to look that up To like, fuck Valerie, goddamn tambourinist. Where's your tattoo? It's coming. mm but it's cool because the school, the school building that they show in the opening and the closing credits is an actual high school uh, in Bensonhurst. It's, it, oh, it's a new, new Udirect high school.
1: Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I thought this was kind of cool. It got a really big lead in on its opening season. And you want to take a guess as to what the show that aired before it was? Uh, what, st- what station was it on? ABC.
1: Big show. Big show on ABC
0: in the seventies, with another maybe top three, top five theme song. Uh, I don't know. Start our narrator from last week, or two weeks ago. Oh, the the Andy Griffith show? No, Happy Days. <laughs> 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 the Oh, that's funny. I don't
1: think. Yes, Happy Days. <laughs> I have trouble seeing those two shows going together. Happy Days leading into.
0: Well, I feel like it's two different time periods. You know, like Happy Days is takes place during the fifties, and then we fast forward to like at that time, present time, in nineteen seventy four, New York. But I mean, that's to get to be to start out as your lead in. Everybody watched Happy Days. That was a gigantic show. Uh we have the show was created, like I said before, by Gabe Kaplan who was at, who also starred in the show. He played uh Mr. Cartier.
1: Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah.
0: And uh and Alan Sachs. I don't think we've ever had a show where the creator was the lead. Um I yeah, I mean just off the top of my head, I can't I can't think of the ones that we've done. No. I'm not even sure if any of the creators were in any of the shows, like like as just a star in general. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's a very unusual
1: situation. I don't see that being repeated anytime in the near future.
0: I feel like that's more of like a 90s thing. There were a lot of comedians who maybe came up with some ideas and they, like Tim Allen. Okay. This is the first one that comes to my mind with Home Improvement. Like, that was based off of his comedy and they just kind of worked the show around it. It's it's a stand up. Con- Gabe Kaplan was also is was a stand up comedian. So a lot of this the the show was based on his act. But we're gonna get into that a little bit. That coffee looks good. I should have made coffee before we sat down. You like my cat mom mug? Is that I I have you on my little screen because I have my I have my notes up. So I just noticed I noticed the mug and I was like, man, I'd really go for a cup of Joe right now. So I decided to start with Alan Sachs. Who's he now? He's one of the creators. Him and him and Gabe Kaplan. Okay. So he um, he like I said he, he co-created um, Welcome Back, Hotter with Gabe Kaplan. Uh, it was based on uh, Gabe Kaplan's stand-up routine about his high school buddies in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. He also worked on Chico and the Man. He was a producer.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. Remember that? I mean, I remember I remember that show. You've heard of that show? <laughs> I don't remember that show. I've
1: heard of the show. Um, the only reason I've heard of the show is when we first started thinking about doing this podcast, I knew I was going to want to do those parody pictures and the parody picture that I did of us with the fall TV guide preview where, you know, where you're leaning on the motorcycle and I'm behind (laughs) you with my gun, you know, I'm behind you with my like revolver. (laughs) It's like a buddy cop show type of thing. One of the... Pictures that I was gonna do was Chico and the Man. I was gonna put our faces on the Chico and the Man promotional. <laughs>
0: That's one of my favorite things that you <clears throat> that you've come up with for the show. I, I, I giggled a lot. I popped <laughs> a lot at that picture. So, but yeah, he worked on it. He was a producer on Chico and the Man, uh, which was a show that was executive produced by a guy. Uh, his name is James Comack. You know, he's gonna come up a little, little bit in a few minutes here, actually. I think I don't really care for James Comack. You'll you'll see why mm. as we get into it. So, he doesn't have a very big uh list of credits, Alan Sachs. Uh, he created and produced a, a Saturday morning cartoon that didn't uh hang on very long called uh Riders in the Sky, which I'd had I had never heard of. Isn't that like, Riders in the Sky? I think that's a Doors song. They're also going to come up a little bit later. How about that? <laughs> Uh, he I and mean, he just he kind of produced a number of made-for-TV movies in the '70s and the '80s. Nothing I heard of. Uh, Women at West Point, uh, the Rosemary Clooney story.
1: Oh, George Clooney's aunt.
0: Yes, there is a relation there. Yes, George Clooney's singer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that is the relation there. <laughs> He uh, also was a broadcasting professor at the Los Angeles Valley College in Van Nuys. Mm, okay. I think you should have. I think uh, it's kind of cool. I always think you should have went into broadcasting.
1: I think you me? missed your calling.
0: Yeah. I always wanted to do, like, sports talk. Like, like dream job to be on, like, WFAN would have been, like, amazing for me. I would have loved to have done that. I think you would have killed it. I know my shit, man. Yeah. I was born with... With the.
1: Sweet voice. You have a great voice.
0: Mm, yeah. Should I do my sexy voice the rest of the show? Well, no, I don't want to do that. That's creepy.
1: That's your, like, um, what's her name? Who's the, the lady that does the uh, radio station where she gets the call-ins for the uh?
0: Delilah? Delilah. <laughs> don't worry about your husband's erectile dysfunction. As long as you love him. Uh so Mr. Sachs did win uh an Emmy in 2000 for a Disney show. Okay? It was c- called uh The Color of Friendship. Don't know it. Yeah, I I never ever heard of it. I think we were past like the Disney Channel phase at that point two, 2000. But it's about a uh oh, now I'm forgetting. A, a a South African girl who moves in with um an African family. The color of friendship and the...
1: it was a special or it was like a, a television like a series
0: it was a it was a series oh okay it only ran for like a season or two so 2000 it just had happened to win the Emmy that year for best outstanding children's program
1: all right cool uh, good on them uh, the Disney was it the Disney afternoon no this was the Disney Channel I'm saying for for us like oh uh
0: with ducktails and it was called something else, wasn't it? I can't remember now.
1: I don't remember either.
0: There w- it was a block of shows, yeah, yeah, Like it had a name. Like There was a theme song that would play kind of like a TGIF thing, you know? Yeah. I can't remember. Like, it was DuckTales. It was Rescue Rangers, which is a really good theme song, too, now that I'm thinking of it. Both of those, actually. <laughs> it was uh, Gummy Bears. Oh, that's a great one. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Fraggle Rock.
1: I actually, I've done research for the Gummy Bears because it was on my short list for one of the weeks. I was trying to figure out what show I was going to do. And it was uh, between Gummy Bears and, and the show that I wound up doing. I couldn't remember what it was. But I have some like partial research for the Gummy Bears.
0: Really? I watched that show. My brother loved that show. I know he'll listen to that, or I hope he'll at least listen to that episode if we ever get to <laughs> to the Gummy Bears. That's a fun theme song, too. Yeah. Yeah. And you said Fraggle Rock? I thought that started on HBO. No, I don't think so. Fraggle Rock. It's another good theme song.
1: It was uh, Fraggle Rock, Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck came in at some point.
0: Mm. Um. I never watched Darkwing.
1: Yeah, I I wasn't crazy about Darkwing. Let's get dangerous.
0: Yeah. He didn't feel dangerous to me.
1: <laughs> I like that Launchpad McQuack crossed over from DuckTales to Darkwing Duck. And did, wasn't he on... Yeah, he was on
0: DuckTales. He was a big part of DuckTales. Uh, ooh. Rescue Rangers? No, Rescue Rangers, they flew their own... That was Chippendale? That was Rescue Rangers? Yeah. That okay. movie, by the way, that came out like last year was a really good movie. <laughs> you were telling me. I still haven't seen I still got to watch that one. Um, Palm. Was a Palm Springs? Palm Springs was very funny. I, I, I might watch that today. I watched The Whale on Friday with my uncle. This is totally off topic. And that was very depressing. So I, I could really use a laugh now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Check out Palm Springs. It was good. I'm late to the party on that. But it was good.
0: I might give that a, a glance today. So getting back to Alan Sachs. He met... Uh, Gabe Kaplan through Freddie Prince who was a, a, one of the star of Chico and a man so Freddie Prince Jr's Papa correct is Papa 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 can you hear me <clears throat> so Freddie Prince was also a stand-up comic and he was per, uh, performing at the comedy store in LA and Sachs just you know went to go watch the show Kaplan happened to be on the bill he really enjoyed the his set about his hometown, the kids he went to school with, so they kind of got together right after the the set, spitballed some ideas and Welcome Back Cotter was born. Mm, okay. Right? And I feel like we've been spitballing ideas forever and The Imbecils was finally born. So and Sachs was actually the one who um, suggested that Gabe Kaplan play the teacher. He didn't want to Gabe Kaplan initially didn't want to or didn't think he should star in the show never acted before in his life.
1: Right, right.
0: So, now when it comes to the show and Alan Sachs, there was kind of some hanky shit going on between Alan Sachs and Gabe Kaplan, not Gabe Kaplan with James Comack, the the who the head of the production company that would eventually produce Welcome Back, Cotter. Okay. So, uh ba 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 Alan Sachs, like I said, he he saw the show, he saw his stand-up comedy routine, Kaplan's routine, and they came up with the idea, so Sachs brings this idea of the show, the teacher and the four kids, to James Comack, who was the producer of Chico and the Man, they had worked together, and James Comack, like a lot of the people that I feel we hear sometimes says this was the worst show that he'd ever heard of, wanted nothing to do with, with Cotter, nothing to do with the idea, so... Alan Sachs asked if he could, you know, shop the show around. And Comex said, absolutely, just don't tell anybody that I sent you. (laughs) I don't want anybody to know that I knew about this show. Okay. So Sachs brings it to ABC. Michael Eisner is the head of ABC. You know Michael Eisner. Yeah, from Disney. Yeah. Yeah. So Eisner loved the idea. He greenlit the project right away. Show gets back to James Comack's company, and to to come in to produce. So Sachs, thinking he has a friendly relationship with James Comack, asks him because all of this stuff is happening. I think I need to get some representation. And James Comack says, "Yeah, go to my agent." So, he sent this guy to his agent to negotiate a deal with him.
1: Right, right. It's like when um, people get divorced. And this is a common thing, like if it, if it's am, am, amicable, but I, I still, I guess, have trouble, not trouble understanding it, but it's like when somebody's getting a divorce and they use the same divorce attorney. You know, it's a common thing, but on the surface, it's kind of like, eh, get your own lawyer.
0: So th- the deal that uh, Alan Sachs came came to an agreement with with. Uh... For the show was two hundred and fifty dollars an episode and zero ownership rights.
1: All right, so he got scammed.
0: Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, did he! Hollywood's is, is is sleazy. So, but like I said, that was that's pretty much Alan Co- uh, Alan Sack, Alan Comac. James Comac is dead. Alan Sack is still is still with us, which is nice. Everyone is still alive in this week, so there's there were no obituaries. So, I'm gonna move on to Gabe Kaplan, who reminds me a little bit of um groucho i like groucho marx i know you do and i i feel bad cuz like i feel like i should know more about the marx brothers i know you're a big big marx brothers fan
1: yeah i enjoy their movies i actually we were uh going through some antique shops the other day and i saw like this groucho marx doll that came out in like 1983
0: they wanted like an absurd amount of money for it so Uh, Gabe Kaplan, New Yorker, Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. wanted to be a baseball player when he was a kid, but he wasn't very good. Okay. (laughs) So that dream quickly died. Yeah, but I mean, that's a normal
1: dream for kids. Like, you know, if you grew up in New York, you wanted to be, you wanted to play for the Dodgers. You wanted to play for the Yankees.
0: You're going way back with wanting to play for the Dodgers. But yeah, you're not, you're not wrong.
1: Well,
0: he looked like he was old in that show. Well, he was born in 1945, so I'm I'm I, I think the Dodgers had moved to L.A. by then. They were, I mean, that was maybe not. I he, uh, he, I don't know when the Dodgers moved to L.A. So you might be right. I'm gonna put an asterisk next to that one. But he <laughs> he started working as as a a bellhop in some some uh, hotel in Jersey where a lot of comedians went to, and he started talking with them, and he came up with an act and. It got pretty popular He did really well And someone from The Tonight Show Was in attendance one night And came backstage and said uh, You want to perform tomorrow On The Tonight Show?
1: I would, I would like to stop and say That the Dodgers moved in 1957 Oh, okay so, Once again establishing that I am a bigger baseball fan than you are Yeah,
0: I, 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 can't, I can't argue that Them bums Wow, so he was 12 when they moved Sure Thirteen? Oh, no, you said what? You said fifty-seven. That's twelve. <laughs> I was right. Don't say sure and make me second guess the right answer. <laughs> if I'm right, at least just say yes. You're right. <laughs> I'm second guessing it as I'm saying it. Twelve. <laughs> he was a preteen. <laughs> God, I hate math. I'm just gonna stop bringing it. <laughs> bringing it up i feel like i walked into that one again too mr kaplan what you were Mis- saying mr kaplan he appeared on uh he made 95 appearances uh on the show he had 95 yeah appearances on the the tonight show no no on on some sorry on welcome back hotter oh well so i'm confused he he left um after where is it here he left in the middle of the third season, but they kept crediting him for the show. He had uh, a difference of opinion with James Comack.
1: So who was Cotter? And welcome back, Cotter, when he left.
0: I, I, they just didn't really bring up Mr. Cotter. <laughs> in the. So list. the show just focused around the kids? More the Sweathogs, yeah. The Sweathogs were really the star of the show. D- I was wondering if season. maybe
1: they just like replaced the teacher but didn't change the name of the show. No. Like brought somebody in like a substitute teacher.
0: (laughs) No, there was there was no no sub. No sub that I had seen or that I had I had read about. Interesting. But he did release uh an album for Electra Records, which I don't even think is around anymore, titled Up Your Nose which was from one of the catchphrases oh, from the show. Oh right, that's a
1: stupid up your nose with a rubber hose.
0: Get off my case, toilet face. That's uh a funny one. And that's why I liked it when I was in the 8th grade. <laughs> 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 so, another guy with a really short list of of credits, didn't really didn't do too much. According to IMDb, if it would load, he has a grand total of 13 acting credits and only 4 writing credits he, he did um the show called Lewis and Clark and then this one my father knew of this one um fast break where he was uh like a basketball coach i don't know if you've if mm. you remember what gabe kaplan looked like yeah didn't we just say groucho marks but basketball Never came to mind, Groucho. Yeah, we did say Groucho Marx. He was on an episode of The Love Boat. That was his first uh, his first acting job. But you said he played the coach, right? He was the coach of a basketball team. Yeah, on that show, Fast Break.
1: Yeah, so like coaches don't always look like they played the sports that they coach. Yeah, but
0: a lot a lot of those
1: coaches they they used to play. Did they? Yeah, I think so.
0: What percentage would you estimate? Oh, I of former players that are like, well, are we talking managers or just like, like head coaches? We're talking coaches, head coaches. I would say, I would say seventy percent have played at played at some level, like a high level, and I'm saying not not high school or anything. I'm saying like college, pro ball. Gotcha. I would feel comfortable with with seventy percent. So the reason that he left, he was clashing with the producer. They wanted he wanted the the Sweat Hogs to uh, graduate high school and move into like a, a local community college where Cotter would still kind of obviously not be their teacher, but like a mentor. Sure. Okay. You know, and and Comac wanted them to stay in high school. Like these people were in their twenties already. Like they were in like like Travolta was was twenty, like in his mid twenties, playing high school kids. So what do you think, Dan? Are you ready for the song?
1: Yeah, let's hear it. Welcome back Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. I enjoyed watching that. I that was at first, I didn't realize that Brooklyn was ever the fourth largest city in America. Yeah, that sign is that sign was at the getting right off the Varizano Bridge, too. But I enjoyed the the street, you know, the street view. I enjoyed seeing Brooklyn in the 70s. I didn't think it looked like a war zone. I liked uh, you know, driving underneath the L. It reminded me of um, taxi a little bit, although Taxi's intro was just the the taxi driving over the bridge. But just uh yeah, going along the street Seen the old shops, the 70s style uh, wardrobe on everybody with the uh, laid back song. The song's a little bit, just kind of like bopping your head a little bit. Welcome back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A little toe tapper. (laughs) I like it. Well, the song was written, composed, and performed by John Sebastian.
1: Doesn't ring a bell, but okay.
0: Doesn't ring a bell. Didn't ring a bell to me either um John Sebastian was actually the one of the co founders of a very very popular band called the loven Spoonful. mm yeah, that's a an innuendo is it yeah yeah what 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 is it in u n uh... is it too blue for the show <laughs> i wanna know now <laughs> I, I didn't
1: it's a, li- it's a little gross, but I mean, I I don't know. The, <laughs> I'm sorry, I said that. You you sure are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a loving spoonful is the amount of a certain amount of fluid that go on ejaculates from your body.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I I feel like I just put it on the nose by saying ejaculates.
0: <laughs> Oh, so it's it's another it's another term for uh, for your stuff, okay? Yes. I never, I never, ever, ever heard of that before. Well, now you have. They say a spoonful of medicine makes the... No, they say a spoonful of sugar. It's not a loving spoonful of sugar, though. You're the worst Mary Poppins. This guy, I actually found this little tidbit out today when I got up this morning... Right before we go on, I just kind of like to run through my notes again and just see if I m- maybe missed anything. Mm-hmm. So two days ago, it was reported that John Sebastian passed away. Ah, And I was like, oh, God. It was an uh, internet death hoax. John Sebastian is still with us. That's so random. <laughs> right? And I mean, this guy had a great career, but like, no one's heard, talked about John Sebastian in a very long time. So he's still alive. Good for him. Still alive. 60 years in music. He was he was a founder of the and Spoonful. He was writer, guitarist, singer, uh harmonica player. Hmm, okay. His dad is is was a very big harmonica player. Oh. Back in the day, he and and he actually even played uh harmonica on a Door song called Roadhouse Blues. The dad did? No, uh, this John Sebastian. Oh, okay. So that brings us to the doors where we were right which is pretty nuts so the love and spoonful again just like um welcome back cotter only around for four years okay 65 to 69 and they're referred to as the american beatles do you know off the top of your head right now any love and spoonful song no i was gonna ask you okay because i got Three big ones that I, I'm, I'm going to be absolutely shocked if you don't know all three of these. Mm. Summer in the City. Hot times. summer in the city. Back of oh. my neck getting dirty and gritty. Wow.
1: Hey, now, isn't it a pity? Days can't be like nights in the city or something like that. Wow. Hotter than a match <laughs> oh. <laughs> And night it's different worlds. Na, 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 na.
0: Wow. I didn't know all the lyrics to that. <laughs> Intro to uh, Die Hard 3. Oh, shit. That's right. That's right. Uh, Do you believe in magic? Do you believe in
1: magic in a young girl's heart? (laughs) That was the theme to a very bad 1980s movie starring Bronson Pinchot and John Larroquette called um, Second Sight, where Bronson Pinchot played a psychic who um, was embodied by the spirit of a nun's dead husband. And John Larroquette was a private detective.
0: What? Wow, that's a that's a deep, deep cut. Do you believe in magic? I always, whenever I hear that song, it reminds me. Do you remember the uh, McDonald's commercials back in the day that used that? Mm, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Do you believe? yeah? I hope you do. You always got a friend wearing big red shoes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And uh their other big hit and like I had to look this one up, but as soon as I heard it, I i knew it, it was uh it was Daydream. How's Daydream
1: go? What a day for a daydream. Wow and you're a love and spoonful fan. Right? <laughs> you love yourself a loving spoonful. I have to go
0: uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go, I have to go get me some love and spoonful today and I said, Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. That's hysterical. So they were they were referred to as the American Beatles.
1: Yeah, that's a stretch. That's like when I said that guy was like the the Southwest Bruce Springsteen. That <laughs> 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 they're not the American Beatles. <sighs> I don't know who the American Beatles are, but I know it's not the Love and
0: Spoonful. No, and I I don't like when people say oh it's the American. Idea. No, the Beatles are the Beatles. There are no American Beatles. So, uh bye, bye, bye. The Love and Spoonful was a wellspring of sunny, feel-good singles. It was a band that took elements from folk music, jug band, ragtime, country, rock and pop. Mm. Love me some ragtime. I love a good jug. Mm. I think that's where the Beatles kind of comparison came from because if you listen to a bunch of the Beatles albums, like every album is almost like a different style of music. You know, they 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 were almost chameleons. It was all rock and roll, but they took parts of country. They took um, like sitar music, uh, they took duop stuff. Their early days, the pop, and that's that's kind of just where I was. That's what I when I when I read that they were compared saying that they were the American Beatles. I was like, well, eh. yeah, you're not convincing me. No, I, they didn't convince me either. But that was just yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm just saying. I guess that's why they said that. And like I said, he did. He played the harmonica on a, a song called Roadhouse Blues by the Doors. But due to the fact. Jim Morrison was on trial for Indecent Exposure, so John Sebastian's record label would not allow his name to be put on the credits for that song.
1: They didn't want to be associated with it. They,
0: did, they didn't want the association, which is, I, if, I mean, if I'm the, the musician, I'd be like, suck an egg, man. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking doors.
1: I mean, he sounds like, at the time, though, it sounds like the Loving Spoonful was up there with... The Doors. I I think time would tell that they wouldn't have the uh, the longevity uh, in popularity that the Doors did enjoy, but at the time he probably wasn't sweating it too much because he seems like he was already well established, especially just for like a harmonica credit, you know, yeah. for a song. He probably didn't give a shit.
0: I, probably,
1: but it's 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 yeah. Well, you're right. They were the Love and Smooth was very popular. You're looking at it in hindsight, you know, where like. Oh, this guy could have been credited on a Doors album. But meanwhile, you know, he's got three really big pop songs already to his name with the Love and Spoonful. I feel like he was you know, he was probably all right with that. You know, he point. probably was in agreement. I mean, I can't speak for the guy. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass at this point. But <laughs> no, but that's a, its a good point. I would imagine if it was me at that point, I probably would have been a little shy about putting my name on it, too, depending on who Jim Morrison indecently exposed himself to.
0: Yeah, I, I also feel like back in that time, maybe, I feel like rock and roll music was still seen as, like, this dirty kind of thing. So I, I don't even know the extent of the the indecent exposure claim. You know, he could have mooned the crowd for all we know. And someone, you know, he didn't have to whip his uh, ejaculate maker out, his loving spoonful. Nobody calls it that. Nobody calls, well... We're gonna start. I mean, I don't. I don't, <laughs> don't want to get technical,
1: but in my limited knowledge of biology, the <laughs> penis is not the ejaculate maker. But
0: it, but it's where it comes from. It's it's like the end of the gun. It's where the... it's where it comes out of. Yeah, it's not where it comes it's from. It's where it comes out of. Yes, your balls are the ejaculate makers. <laughs> your testes, your testicles. You don't want to be so clinical now. Your gonads. Your, your gonads. Uh, he. Uh, this is from the Indian River Guardian. This is a quote on how he got the chance to do the song. He said, It came at a time when I was out of style. The times they are a-changin', as Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan would say. <laughs> That's my Bob Dylan. The luscious Bobby Dylan. That was pretty good. The. Bo- it's, <laughs> I'm, it's, yeah, the Bobby Dylan. You're right. That was. I was going to correct you again, but you were right this time. No, I wasn't. The luscious... Delicious. Bobby Darren. Bobby no, Bobby Darren is the is the is an actual singer. Yeah, that's but, the point. No, she was Bobby Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he said he was looking for work, and a, a TV producer called and said, "I got a story, a real Brooklyn kind of thing, but I figure if I'm going to hire anybody to write the theme song, it's got to be guys from New York." Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. So we've got Dion writing one song. Could you write one too? <clears throat> Dion Warwick? No, Dion DeMucci from Dion and the Belmonts. Oh, oh that Dion. Yeah, the other Dion. The, the runaround Sue. I I had to make sure that was the right song this morning because all week that's how, how I had runaround Sue in my head. And I was like, I don't want to, really don't want to say this because every once in a while, Dan will grab his phone. He's gonna go, "No, you stupid shit." This is- <laughs> no, it's not every once in a while. It's gonna be all the all time, the time uh, all the time, <laughs> all the times. But yeah, so that's that Dion.
1: I wonder if that song is as popular at weddings in other parts of the country as it is in New York.
0: What song? Run Around Sue. Yeah. Yeah. About a, a woman cheating on his on, on her man. Well, like, I've always heard that song at, like, events. I'm going to feel... I mean, that song was played... My grandparents played that song, you know, Sunday mornings and stuff. I'm going to say that that's probably more of a a New York, an Italian New York Mm -hmm. type of deal, wedding song. I don't know if, like, in, like, Minnesota. They're like, man, I really hope they play Dion tonight.
1: (laughs) Well, not like that, but just... You know, there's certain songs that were staples at events and weddings and celebrations. Run Around Sue was one of them. Mm. You know, like I could see the electric slide being played coast to coast at weddings. But <laughs> the chicken dance. <laughs> the, yeah, the chicken
0: dance is going to get played. The twist. Come on, baby. Chubby. So I, I did actually um, find, and it's really short, and I want to play it for you if you don't mind. I just want you to hear the comparison of... That, what the actual song was because we just listened to John Sebastian's song uh to uh Dion's song. Sure. If you don't mind. It's a short little clip. I got to skip to 206. All right. Oh, wait. I got to share again. Damn it.
1: Brooklyn took
0: him looking good. He's back in his old neighborhood teaching at his old high school and weather. He could have been someone special in some... What do you think of that?
1: I think it's a little bit more on the nose. It's a little bit of an Explain the Plot theme song. Do we feel like the actual Welcome Back Cotter theme song was like an
0: Explain the Plot theme song? I I, I don't think it's an Explain the Plot theme song. I think it explains him coming back to the area. You know what I mean? So, uh, welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Where the names have all changed since you've hung around, but those dreams have remained, and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they need you right ba- back here? Where who'd have thought they lead you back here? Where we need you.
1: All right. So to me, it's it's more of a, a Cheers theme song where it sets the tone for.
0: Yeah, and, and and even the open is really. I mean, it's just Brooklyn. Like there's there's no pictures of the cast. There's no nothing. It's just pictures of the area that he's coming back to. John Sebastian said that when he was writing it, he thought the song should sound like it was coming from the Sweat Hogs. So like I said earlier in the show, the song, when he released it, it was titled Welcome Back, and the producers were like, well, that has nothing to do with the show. It doesn't say anything. And then the song took off. It exploded. It was a number one. It was legit number one for two weeks um, after it came out. And this was before, like, a month or two before the show aired. So the, the producers of the show had to add Welcome Back to the title of the show so people would know the song. And then on the record, like the original pressings of the record, it's just the title of the song is Welcome Back. And then after it was like two or three months, they started adding the cotter to it. So if people knew what they were buying. Run that by me one more time. So, John, John, the, John Sebastian titled the song, Welcome Back. Because it doesn't say
1: Cotter during the song.
0: At all. And the name of the show, I guess I should have started here. The name of the show when it was developed was Cotter. Just Cotter. Okay. So, okay. they said that, you know, there's no Cotter in, in the title of the song. So, they they added the Welcome Back to the title of the show to, go, to match the name of the song. And they added the Cotter. On subsequent pressings of the record To match the show Yeah, he got his peanut butter in their
1: chocolate And they got their chocolate yeah, in his peanut butter Pretty much Okay
0: So the song was produced by a guy's name is Steve, uh, Steve Barry And he also had uh, two other really big uh, theme song credits Which I thought was cool He co-wrote Secret Agent Man
1: Secret Agent, Agent Man. Man I really like that one They've given you a number. And
0: taken away your name. Like this there's a that's a good song. I don't go watch Austin Powers after I watch Palm Springs today. Fuck that movie. Oh, you're dope. That's a really good movie. The guy also co-produced uh Steve Barry, this is the producer of the song, also co-produced uh The Theme from SWAT, which was a number one hit for ten weeks.
1: Mm, I don't know it.
0: I uh, yeah, I don't I didn't I didn't know it either. I never never watched that. So, uh, welcome back. Cotter was the first and only television theme song that uh, that John Sebastian ever wrote. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty good one. It peaked. at... Yeah, I
1: mean, if you're gonna write one, well, I mean, if you're gonna write one, write Mash. But welcome back, Cotter was still pretty good. Yeah, but Dan,
0: you don't do you not do you? Uh, if you were ranking to go with the with the it was number fifty seven on the Rolling Stones top one hundred, would you have this welcome back Cotter theme? in your top in your top 20 no
1: no i think 57 is a good place for it i i don't think it's i think it's memorable i think i think it's a a very solid theme song for the for the time i don't think it's a top 20 theme song Uh, but if you have some nostalgia for this show you know like your dad really liked this show sure it's gonna be up there and it's i'm not gonna argue like that's that's where it should be
0: for him. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I, that's why I, I prefaced it as, like, your your top 20. So for you, it wouldn't it to me, I think I would put it in my top 20. I remember watching the show, and it's a song yeah. that I – you know, I know the song. Like, I knew it. I knew the lyrics. I didn't realize all the stuff with, that kind of went into it. I didn't know anything about John Sebastian or anything. It was funny because when I brought it up to my uncle, after my dad had suggested it, I went to my uncle's that night, and I said, I think we're going to do Welcome Back, Cotter. For the next show, and he right away he went, oh, John Sebastian, and I looked at him. My uncle is like an encyclopedia for for fucking music.
1: Yeah, and this is also his time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and that's that's why I was like, let me ask my my dad and my uncles because like my family, we live on pop culture, on TV, on movies and stuff like that, you know. And this was their wheelhouse. One hundred percent a solid pick for a theme song.
1: Welcome back.
0: Dan, can I can I say one thing? Is it about a loving spoonful? It's not about a loving spoonful. What? Happy birthday.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, my birthday is tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And your wife your wife is the greatest and the worst all at the same time.
1: That was so
0: funny. Was, do you mind if I do you mind if I tell that story? No, nah, I don't care. So every t- every year around this time I send Dan's wife Tommy a text message. What day is Dan's birthday? <laughs> and she always we've been friends for 20 years a long time <laughs>
1: yeah like somewhere between 15 and 20 years
0: i sent i send her her yearly text message of wednesday wednesday's birthday cuz in my head it's the 24th or the 26th
1: it's neither
0: it's neither yeah so <laughs> this year <laughs> when she sends me a message she goes sorry man uh, it's the 21st it was yesterday we went out to eat and i was like mother i was i felt terrible i always feel i don't hold up my end of the bargain in this real, in this friendship at all not forget about the show just in general so like i felt there was a good 15 minutes of just complete self-loathing and then she's like telling me all about the great things that are happening with you guys and i'm like yeah that's great but i'm a terrible friend and dan's <laughs> dan deserves better than this <laughs> so then i write dan is big long i hate myself but by the way happy birthday i love you text message and he just responds back with tommy trouble my birthday's the 27th serves you right remember my fucking birthday that is that was a fantastic fucking gag on me but i just i just want to say happy birthday